Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. Tech Guide. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week. Tech Guide. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop, and a sketchpad. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 317. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and always educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thank you, our loyal listeners, for downloading. And you first-time listeners, we're thrilled that you found us. We hope you enjoy the show and turn into regular listeners. My name is Stephen Fennick, and I'm the editor of that great website, techguide.com.au. On this week's show, we are going to go through all of the Apple announcements, the iPhone XS, the iPhone XS Max, the iPhone XR, and the Apple Watch Series 4. And we're also going to answer all the questions that you've asked me since the launch event. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the Synology DS418 Play network attached storage. D-Link's got a new cover mesh Wi-Fi system. And Oppo has a Find X smartphone Lamborghini edition. And we'll wrap it all up with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products and also Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. A massive show to get through, so let's get cracking. Well, as you've no doubt heard, Apple held their event last week to announce a a new range of iPhones. There were three iPhones. We were pretty accurate in our predictions there. And there's also the Apple Watch Series 4. We're going to focus on iPhone for this segment. We'll talk about Apple Watch in the next. Uh, But we did get the three iPhones we expected. Uh, There was the 5.8 updated version, which is the same size as what we have now. And now they've also got the iPhone XS Max. We thought it was going to be the Plus, and I think Max, we did drop that name last week. And that is what we got, 6.5-inch. Both of those devices, the XS, XS Max, have that OLED screen, uh, and they're calling it the Super Retina display, as they do. Uh, it is made with surgical-grade aluminium. And what Apple, and this they call this every year, they say it's made from the most durable glass ever used in a smartphone, yet people drop them and they still break. But we'll see about this one this time. It's going to be available in three finishes, gold, space grey, and silver. They also announced the iPhone XR, which we'll get to in a moment. That's kind of going to be your your entry-level iPhone X. That's not going to be out, though, till the end of October, but we'll get to that in a moment. The iPhone XS goes on sale this week. So uh, they normally wait a couple of weeks before going on sale after a launch event, but this week they pulled the trigger a week early. So I uh, wanted to get in there, in your hot little hands, even earlier. Now, what I don't know what you guys think of the upgrade. Uh, a lot of people are coming back saying, wow, can't wait to get it. Other people are saying, yeah, man, no, not too good. It's uh, incremental uh, improvement. Nothing earth-shattering. So same-looking phone, just bigger for the, the 10s Max. 
Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this. I, I want to see this this super retina display. Apparently, it's got uh, higher uh, PPI. That's pixels per inch count, better contrast ratio, and so the content's going to look pretty nice on on this. I think so. But I'm, the one I'm really looking forward to using. Uh, would be the 10s Max. I, I always love a big phone. I have enjoyed using in the last few weeks the Galaxy Note 9. It's got a 6.4-inch screen. The 10s Max has a 6.5-inch screen. So imagine a device that's the size of the 8 Plus, but top to toe is screen, left to right screen. So really look forward to getting that in my hands. I've actually I've actually already got some cases that'll that'll fit the 10s Max, and I will post some images. On uh, on Facebook and on Twitter of comparing the the case to the current iPhone 10, it is significantly bigger. I've also got a picture of the 10s Max case next to a, a Note 9, and the 10s Max is actually slightly bigger. So uh, that that's uh, they've really upped the ante when it comes to the screen. What other improvements are there though? They've got that new gold color, which is uh, is interesting. Uh, I think that'll be appealing to a lot of people. Although from what we saw when the when the pre-orders started and the telcos were selling, the space gray seemed to be the most popular color, and the two fifty six uh, size and other telcos were showing five twelve uh, 10s Max were the most popular. Uh, on the Apple website, there's still a pretty healthy amount of stock. Normally, like a year ago when the iPhone 10 pre-order started, it was uh, within minutes the the expected delivery date had had blown out to six six to eight weeks. If you go on, uh, I was on the Apple Store app today, and you could still get a phone on the day of launch, and, and or, or depending on some configurations in a week to two weeks, so nowhere near the demand that we're going to see last year. Wondering whether there'll be a big crowd outside the store this year either. Last year for the iPhone 8 and and 8 Plus, there was no one in the store. No one waited because everyone was waiting for the iPhone 10. Well, now they've got it the other way around where the iPhone 10s has been released first. The iPhone 10R, which is your entry-level 10 phone, that's not released till the end of October, so I think Apple sort of flipped it around this year to get the demand early for the 10s for people who don't want to wait for a new phone. Although if you had if you had purchased an iPhone 10 and you had to wait a year to upgrade, the iPhone 10 didn't come out till November last year, so you're only you're only 10 months into your contract. So they're introducing a phone 10 months after the 10. And the 10 is no longer going to exist. We'll address all these things in the questions later on. But let's talk more about the 10s. Uh, the camera, of course, they're saying is the best ever. It has uh, some new features, uh, some some new technology in the camera work there. The, the true depth camera is there. It's even faster, they're saying. Portrait mode through the front or back camera now is even more advanced and even offers the option of, uh, of depth control. So you can actually adjust the level of background blur, which is really interesting. So be keen to see how that one works. 12 megapixel dual lens camera system, same resolution as before, but with the new onboard neural engine, they're saying it's going to provide features like advanced depth segmentation and smart HDR that hopefully adds up to better pictures. The uh, it, it does have the A12 Bionic chip on board, which Apple is uh, to Apple's very own silicon. They're calling it a breakthrough. Uh, I no doubt that it is. It's their their latest, fastest, greatest 
uh, chip they've used in their iPhones. So looking forward to seeing that as well. Uh, and also, as I mentioned, looking forward to seeing the size. I'm really be keen to see how the Max shapes up. It's also a dual SIM device. The the iPhone XS and the the XR will be dual SIM also, but it's dual SIM with a twist, and that twist being the fact that it can take one physical SIM and has one eSIM, so an electronic SIM card. It's a digitally embedded in the phone, so it's part of the 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 processor proud of the the architecture of the phone is this embedded digital e-sim so initial thoughts here is that it won't work straight away here in australia i did look at apple's uh their list of countries and telcos that ca- that have a digital e-sim compatibility australia unfortunately wasn't amongst them and this is a totally different e-sim to what is found in apple watch which we'll talk about a little bit later the eSIM and Apple Watch replicates your existing number, so replicates what's on your SIM card, which is different to it being its own identity, its own SIM card, the eSIM card. So we'll, uh, eSIM, not a card. It's, it's actually an electronic SIM built into the, the on the processor of the phone. So we'll see how that pans out. Uh, the other thing to talk about, of course, is the price. The 10s is not cheap. You need pretty deep pockets if you want to buy this phone. The cheapest 10s is $1,629. That's a 64-gig uh, 10s, the 5.8-inch. They go up now to 512 gigabytes on in the memory. So that's on the 10s, that's $2,199. So $2,200 for a phone. The 10s Max, the entry-level 64-gig, $1,799. The top of the line, 512, 10S Max, $2,369. Pre-orders have already kicked off, goes on sale this Friday. Now, the iPhone XR has most of the features that you've seen, that we've already spoken about on the 10S, has a glass and aluminium design, and it's going to be available in six different colors. Now, the display technology on the 10R is LCD display, so not quite as sharp and clear and bright as the OLED on the 10S, which is positioned as the premium device. What this has got is a 6.1-inch display that they're calling a liquid retina display. They're saying that it's the best ever LCD screen ever and most color accurate ever used in a, in a smartphone. The device, 6.1-inch screen, as I mentioned, has that aerospace-grade aluminium. Six colours, white, black, blue, yellow, coral, and product red. So uh, these are all made with what Apple says is a seven-layer colour process, and the the device is uh, is really nice and glossy and bright. Both the products, by the way, the 10S actually has an IP68 rating, so it's better than last year. can go to a depth of 2 metres for 30 minutes. And Apple jokingly said that they tested it with beer, orange juice, chlorinated water, ocean water, fresh water, and it's all good. The XR, the 10R, I should say, has uh, an IP67 rating, so it can only go down to a depth of about a metre for 30 minutes, so not quite as good, not far behind the 10S, which is an IP68, 10R, IP67. Again, has the same Face ID, faster Face ID to unlock the phone and, and, and enable Apple Pay. It also has a single wide-angle 12-megapixel camera, 
So uh, got good low-light performance, use a smart HDR. So again, another point of difference that kept the price down was a single-lens module rather than a dual-lens module that you'll find on the 10s, which again keeps the price down. Also has the dual SIM support, uh, but again, we don't know how that well that's going to work in Australia, if at all, at, the, at launch. Although this launches at the end of October. Pre-orders kick off on October 19, goes on sale on October 26. Slightly more wallet-friendly, though, the entry-level iPhone XR is $1,229. That's a 64-gig device. Then you've got twelve ninety nine for a one twenty eight gig device, which isn't much of a jump. And then you go up to fourteen seventy nine for the two fifty six. So the, that maxes out the level of uh, memory level maxes out at two fifty six gig, whereas the ten S maxes out at five twelve. So that's the premium that gets more memory. So one thousand four hundred seventy nine for the two fifty six gig iPhone ten R. Pretty nice. Uh, there'll be a lot of people. I think there'll be bigger crowds for the 10R. To be honest, I think there's uh, the 10S may be out of people's price range. This is a, this is going to at least allow people to get a, an iPhone 10 of some description uh, that's not going to be as expensive as the 10S. So it gives them that choice. Uh, and also the colours. I think the colours will attract customers as well. So uh, there's six choices for the 10R. Only three choices for the 10S. So uh, and the 10s being cheaper, I think this might be the hero product for Apple. But again, not available till the end of October. The iPhone 10s available later this week. Pre-orders have already kicked off, and they're going good. Not great. Not as good as last year. Put it that way. Uh, the the iPhone 10, uh, which was released as I said 10 months ago, is uh, I think it's going to be phased out. You're not going to be able to buy a cheaper version of that phone. So. Uh, if there are any left in stock, I can't see them being discounted. They'll probably be available until the 10s and the 10s Max arrive this week, and then they're probably just running out the stock that, that exists right now. That is the news on the iPhone 10s, the iPhone 10s Max, and the iPhone 10R. Uh, if you want to read more about those stories and see everything we've written about the iPhone X, including including the plans and the popular models that that uh, customers are looking at. We've got all that information for you to digest at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Now, I think the other star of the show at the Apple event was definitely the Apple Watch Series 4. Uh, I think this had... Uh, a lot of new features, a slightly new design, and many people think this stole the show at the event. The uh, the iPhone, the XS and XR were uh, slight changes to the actual design and not 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 a whole lot of new features, apart from faster processors and a slightly better screen. But the Apple Watch Series 4 actually came to the party with a slightly tweaked design, got slightly more curved Corners. It's not as square as the Apple Watch Series 3. Slightly more curved, slightly thinner as well, I understand. The thinner Apple Watch as well. This also goes on sale this week, by the way. Uh, pre-orders have already kicked off. Goes on sale September 21. So if you want to get your hands on an Apple Watch, a new Apple Watch, your first Apple Watch, this is as good as any. It's going to be available in two new sizes. They've, what they've done here, I think, they've basically kept the phone the same, the, the, the watch the same size. They've just made the bezels thinner, so the screen is actually two millimetres bigger. So rather than having a 38 and 42, they've got a 40 and a 44. 
starting at five ninety nine for the forty mil, six forty nine for the forty four mil. And if you want to go cellular, it's a bigger jump than before. It's a hundred and fifty dollar jump, as a matter of fact. So that's a cellular version of the forty mil is seven forty nine. Forty four mil cellular version starts at seven ninety nine. So uh, that's they're the prices for the new products. Now the apart from the slight redesign. There are some improvements, some decent improvements. The speaker is 50% louder, Apple says. So handy for phone calls using Siri. There's also going to be a new walkie-talkie functionality once Watch OS 5 is available. So you'll be able to use your watch as a walkie-talkie to other Apple Watch friends of yours that, or friends that own an Apple Watch. Uh, the microphone's being relocated to the opposite side of the speaker, so it offers you better sound quality and less echo, apparently. Uh, but the, the the two features that really caught people's eye was the ECG, the ability for the watch to take an electrocardiography. So that's an ECG electrocardiogram, and the other the other feature is fall detection. So it can tell whether you've fallen down, and if you've gotten straight back up again, you're good. But if you haven't gotten up in sixty seconds. It can ring people in your contact list and even emergency services. So you think about that, the fall detection feature, which takes advantage of the new, the improved accelerometer and gyroscope. So it can tell when a hard fall occurs. So you either fall, trip, or slip. This can detect whatever one. And depending on the movement of your wrist and the speed at which you hit the ground, it can tell even the severity of that fall. And if it can't detect any movement, in 60 seconds or more, then it'll trigger an emergency call from your watch. So imagine this feature uh, with elderly people, um, people who can't ha- don't have as much uh, mobility as others. I think a terrific feature. And uh, for anyone else, I'm sure there's people who like hiking and work on job sites and places like that where this could potentially be a lifesaver, this feature. Uh, on the ECG side, so knowing your heart health, uh, and this is endorsed by the American Health Association as well. They had them on stage as well. So they're talking about this being a way for you to monitor your heart rate, monitor your heart. So it uses the electrodes built into – well, there's, there's electrodes on the bottom of the watch, so it's taking your pulse that way. But there's also electrodes built into the new digital crown. So it's a new heart rate sensor right there. So you can receive a heart rhythm classification. And it'll tell you if your heart's beating in a normal pattern or whether there are signs of atrial fibrillation, which is a condition that can be a major, you cause major health problems. And that data, and it's stored in the health app on your iPhone, your companion iPhone. So that data can be sent as a PDF to your doctor. So they can actually look at the results. So rather than booking yourself in for an ECG, the Apple Watch Series 4 can do that for you now. That is remarkable. And and again, one of the reasons why many people thought the Apple Watch was the star of the show last week. There's going to be, of course, new watch faces as well. Uh, new new for watch faces, they can have even more complications on, on the watch face. And there will be new bands, no doubt, coming up. There's going to be automatic exercise detection. So if you have taken off on a run and haven't hit start, it'll it'll not only recognize that you're running, but also retroactively give you credit for all the running you've already done. 
Uh, it's going to also be able to track, apart from all your various workout types, also gym exercises as well. Yoga, hiking have been added too. So uh, a really nice, nice way to monitor your, your exercise and your fitness right there. Uh, I've mentioned the new watch faces and three aluminium finishes as well, silver, gold, and space grey, no doubt to match to match the uh, the new iPhone XS. There's uh, also going to be gold stainless steel to join the silver and black stainless steel models also. This is available this week along with the uh, iPhone XS and XS Max. We're sure this is going to be a popular product. For those who maybe have been holding off buying an Apple Watch, I think this this watch with its built-in features, the fall detection, the ECG, this could be the, these could be the features that tip people over the edge. You want to read more about that story, you know where to go, techguide.com.au. Now, I did promise to answer your questions. I did receive a lot of them. People were tweeting me. People were emailing me, asking uh, some questions about, uh, the phones, the watches, and other things. So I'm going to go through them really quickly now. Uh, one question I had was, will the iPhone X still be available? I touched on this earlier. No, it's not. If you look on Apple's website, there's the XS, the the XR, and then the seven, the 8, and iPhone 7. No iPhone X. So normally what happens when there's an S model introduced, they keep the original one. Like, for example, when the iPhone 6S came out, they still offered the 6, but at a cheaper price. Apple is not doing that this year with the iPhone X, which I found, find rather interesting. They want to direct people, no doubt, into the XR or the more expensive XS. What is the cheapest iPhone now? This was an interesting question, seeing the pricing of the of the iPhone Xs, which, uh, let's, let's be frank, they're way out of people's price range. Well, the cheapest iPhone now is the iPhone 7, which is 749 bucks. That's for the 32 gig model. So the cheapest iPhone you can buy is 749. So not only have they got rid of the original iPhone 10, they've also got rid of the cheaper iPhone SE and also discontinued the iPhone 6S. So off they go. Another question, a very common question, why are the new phones so expensive? Generally, new iPhones are, are, are priced at a premium. This year, though, the our Australian dollar has really taken a bit of a hammering. Uh, in the last couple of months, the, the rate has actually dropped right off. I think when the iPhone X was launched last year and probably a couple of years ago when the 6 and 7, when they were around, they were relatively cheap because our dollar was strong. I think our dollar was up in the 80s compared to the US dollar. Now I think the dollar's in the low 70s, and this affects pricing. This affects how much it costs to bring it here, how much it's going to cost customers to buy it here. So there's a lot of people who are complaining that the phones are cheaper, uh, no, sorry, are more expensive. That, that is the reason. that The exchange rate has not done us any favours. Uh, will the new dual SIM feature work in Australia? I think I've touched on this. No, it won't. Not straight away. The current list of wireless carriers that support eSIM on, that I read on the Apple website does not include any of the Aussie telcos. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, the new iPhones do have better water resistance. That was one uh, question I had. Is the home button dead? Yes, it is. Look at the new phones. None of them had a home button. So it's pretty obvious the direction Apple's heading here. Home button, gone. So if you want a home button, you have to go back to the iPhone 7 or iPhone 8. 
to feel that thing under your finger. Now it's all Face ID and no home button. So you can imagine, in my in my estimation, I think Apple will phase out phones with home buttons altogether within the next couple of years. Can we get 512 gigabyte storage on all iPhones now? No, you can't. The only way phone is on the iPhone XS and XS Max. The maximum capacity for the XR is 256 gig. The iPhone 8 also offers 256 gig, while the iPhone 7, that maxes out at 128 gig. Will the new Apple Watch battery last longer than a day? They did mention during the conference that they will have an all-day battery life. But if it is anything like the previous version, and you've got to remember the iPhone, the Apple Watch Series 4 is slightly thinner. So whether that means a smaller battery and long, less battery life, I'm not sure. But I've been using the Apple Watch Series 3 since it came out, and I was getting two full days of use. So the, uh, before I go to bed on day two, I'd have to put my watch on the charger, and that would be okay. Then it'll last me another two days. Apple Watch... Apple keeps saying that it's an all-day battery, so whether you've got to charge it every night, I'm not sure. Uh, that will have to come through testing, although it's going to be in pretty solid company. The Samsung Galaxy Watch, due out in October, they're saying has a battery that can last several days. We're talking four or five days of battery life. So that's going to be interesting as well. Will all my older Apple Watch bands work with Apple Watch Series 4? Yes, they will. They did make a point of it. Despite the new 40 and 44 millimeter size of the Apple Watch Series 4, the older 38 and 42 bands, millimeter bands will work. They'll still fit on their respective updated models. So the 38 will still work on the 40. The, the uh, 42 will still work on the 44. So yes, that will work. And lastly, this was an interesting question too. Whatever happened to the wireless air power charging mat? Cast your mind back to the iPhone launch a year ago, and apart from the iPhone X, they also announced the air power charging mat, which was wide enough to charge your AirPods, the AirPod case, your Apple Watch, and your iPhone. We have not seen it or heard of it since. So I'm not holding my breath for it. I was reading recently that there were issues with uh, the, the, an engineering issue trying to keep all of the wireless coils uh, operating at the same time. So Apple have made no mention of this at all. So who knows when we're going to see it. They're the questions, the most popular questions anyway that you wanted answered and we hope that does satisfy uh, all the questions you already had. If you have any more, feel free, drop us a line or drop, send me an, a voice bite. So uh, click on the icon that says got a tech question and there's a record button on it down the right hand side of the site. Click on that, sign in and send me your voice. Ask me your question. I'll answer it right here. I'll play your voice and answer it on the Tech Guide podcast. But all those stories about the iPhone, Apple Watch and all those questions that you wanted answered, all of that information can be found at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can keep you and your family and your devices safe online. Now, you probably have antivirus running on your computers and tablets, but did you know that your router could be letting hackers into your home? The router is the heart of the connected house, but can also provide an entry point for hackers to attack anything connected to your network, to infect your devices, steal your information, and spy on your home. 
And unfortunately, just password protecting your router won't block these threats. Introducing Norton Core, a smart and more secure Wi-Fi router that delivers speed and security all in one. Norton Core delivers next-gen Wi-Fi speeds to every corner of your home while helping to protect all your connected devices such as computers, phones, smart TVs, baby monitors, gaming consoles, smart speakers and more from digital threats by helping to block them at the network level. With built-in parental controls, Norton Core also lets you set screen time limits by device or user Set content filters and even pause the internet across your home, all from an easy-to-use smartphone app. Norton Core, the smart, more secure Wi-Fi router, is available now at your local Harvey Norman store. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide. Kicking off our reviews this week is the Synology DS418 Play. Now, this is a device that's called a NAS, which is short for Network Attached Storage. This is a four-bay device. In other words, you can fit four hard disk drives in the front of this device, and all of that data can then add up to either be act as a partial backup and storage, all storage, more backup. It's up to you how you want to do it. Uh, this is a device that connects to your home network, so that you can create your own personal cloud. So you can store videos, pictures, audio, documents on this device and be able to access it not only within your home network on other devices, but also externally from no matter where you happen to be. You can sign into this and access that data. How handy is it if you're looking up a document or want to see, watch a movie or access an audio file or, or whatever, photos from your latest holiday, they're all stored centrally on this, this device and they're accessible from anywhere. Now, the device itself has 2 gig of RAM uh, and can encrypt your data while it's reading or writing up to 226 megabytes per second. Now, that's fast. Uh, the unit, though, it's got a bit of a fat footprint. It's 22.3 centimetres wide. Uh, it is 20 centimetres long and 16.6 centimetres tall. Pretty chunky uh, footprint right there, but the good thing about this is that it doesn't need to be out in the open. It's not like something you need to look at. You can actually store it away under a desk or in a, in a unit and a cabinet, however you want to do it, as long as it's well ventilated, uh, but you actually don't need to see this thing for it to work. And uh, setting up, I think a lot of people that, that try to get a NAS going in their home, they're a little intimidated by this thing. But what, the good news is that the this is a, the DS is short for Disk Station. There's the setup software, the quick installation guide is really really easy and it's explained quite well. So uh, worth checking that out too. If you you do feel intimidated, uh, this will step you through the whole process. Now it doesn't come with disk drives. The uh, the price. It's it's five hundred ninety nine dollars on its own. So you do need to though on top of that spend money on your hard disks. So depending on how many disks or the capacity of disks you want to buy, obviously the higher capacity of disks, the more expensive they're going to be. For our review, we use four two terabyte hard disk drives. They so give us a whole a total of eight terabytes. You can go. You can buy. I think individual fourteen terabyte. Uh, hard disks so times that by four so what's that that's four that's uh, 50 56 terabytes you could get into this thing uh if you wanted to but if you want to spend the money that's going to cost you more than what the nasa's worth but that's up to you but 
data in the storage is great. We're creating and consuming so much data. We need storage space. Then that's gonna that's gonna be great. It'll serve you well, well into the future if you've got more storage space. So once it's connected, once you're ready to go, you connect your power, connect the play, the DS418 play to your power and also into your router, and you use an Ethernet cable, of course, and. The, it can be set up in a number of ways. Uh, this is referred to uh, as a RAID setup, which is short for Redundant Array of Independent Disks. If you have a RAID 0 setup, that means the data is spread evenly across the disk and there's no backup. RAID 0, that means no backup. But if you want to RAID 1, that means the data will be mirrored once. RAID 2, you can even take even more precautions. It's mirrored twice. So you got even more of a backup. So for personal use in a home, then maybe RAID 1 might be enough. Even RAID 0 might be enough. You just, it's just data that you want to back up, that you want to store, uh, and you're happy with the security of it, so maybe you don't need to back it up. That's up to you, although a backup is always a good idea if you want to do it either in the cloud or in the device like this, which is like your personal cloud. And then once you're done, you can install packages, which are like apps, so they can do a variety of things, uh, including managing your stored files. So there's a video station, photo station, audio station, uh, packages so you can organize your data. Uh, the video station can organize your personal video digital library and then bring in the media information about that file. So you've got a movie and it then brings in all the information about that movie, the cover art, the synopsis and all that. Really cool. Uh, there's another app uh, that I really like too is Plex Server. That, that's applicable on all mobile devices as well. So that acts like a little bit of a like your own personal Netflix. You can stream from your own personal collection to any device in the house or anywhere where you are. Really handy. And you got to do the same with audio as well. The other great use for this, and with with digital uh, wireless security cameras becoming so popular, the, it's possible too with the surveillance station client that works on Windows, Mac, iOS, and Android, and you can monitor. To the, the, the NAS through your browser, by the way. So this client then brings in all of your live feeds from all multiple cameras so you can view all your recordings or live feeds at the same time, which is really handy as well. So very versatile, and you can have mobile applications, of course, to access the drive from anywhere for iOS and Android. Works on Windows phones as well, as well as on, off, uh, from a browser on your laptop, whether it's a Mac or a PC. Uh, always uh, looking at the data integrity and it can detect data and file corruptions pretty well. So it's always looking at the health of the drive. Uh, so really good way, nice backup device, nice private cloud setup as well. Uh, it's it's $5.99, so it's not cheap, and that doesn't include the disk drive. So if you want to make a total investment, you may be looking up to it about, about a total of 1000 bucks to spend, perhaps more if you want larger capacity disk drives. But I think a great investment because you've got all your data in one place. You can use it as a great backup as well, not only to back up the files, but also your phones and computers as well to the drive, especially so having more of more space makes room for that uh, that backup as well. You want to read more about the Synology DS418 Play Network Attached Storage? You can check it out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Next up, we're talking Mesh Wi-Fi and uh, D-Link are at it again. They've just released the new cover 2202 system. The cover spelt C-O-V-R. There's no E there. 
So it's the 2202. This is a, an, a, an update from their previous cover C1203. Remember the smaller, there were three units in this setup, but much smaller than the ones in the cover 2202. The cover 2202s are taller, more robust, faster, tri-band as well. So it's two taller units to give you even a blanket coverage in even the largest home. So you get that reliable, consistent Wi-Fi coverage. This is a tri-band system, so it's got a dedicated 5 gigahertz smart backhaul. That means that there are two bands connecting to your devices in your home and then a third band connecting back to the router. Normally, if you've only got two bands then the those two bands, some of the space is taken up by the devices connecting back to the router. So that can, can kind of impinge on that space, that bandwidth there. But not so with this one. That dedicated third band is for that smart backhaul. Uh, it's also got a technology called smart steering. So it automatically directs devices to the optimal wireless band in your home. And another feature called smart roaming to connect users to the strongest signal as they move about their home. How smart is that? The uh, also comes with, of course, with the MUMIMO, which is short for multiple user, multiple input, multiple output. So uh, if multiple people using the the uh, network, if you're streaming Netflix or playing a game, it's going to give you great service. It's going to supply that uh, that so that stream without any buffering. The uh, device it also looks pretty nice too. They they, don't, they look nothing like a modem or a router. They can actually they're nice curved, nice shapes can fit uh, any anywhere in your decor. There's also two gigabit Ethernet ports built in. So say this is near one of your t- a TV or a console, you can actually connect an Ethernet port from the back of the the cover station all the way back to your TV uh, or your console and get coverage there as well. So pretty nice, pretty elegant design. The cover 2202 actually won the CES Innovation Honorary Award, which is a pretty big deal. It's available now. It's priced at $499.95. And if you want to check that out, see what they look like, you know where to go, techguide.com.au. Well, I had an amazing experience today, earlier today. I'm recording this on a Monday night, so uh, earlier on Monday morning. I was uh, at, I was in a Lamborghini Huracan, so um, it was a delightful drive. I was driving it for a few hours, and the reason for that, the uh, the occasion was the release of Oppo's new Find X smartphone. We've just released a Lamborghini edition. They've also released a, a faster charging version as well, so you can get the Find X, which we reviewed on Tech Guide a few weeks ago. Uh, you can get the the new Find X, which is now being like they're calling the supercharged Find X, which has the Super VOOC flash charger. That's Super V O C flash charging. That's the world's fastest charging technology. How fast? I hear you ask. Well, it can charge it from zero percent to one hundred percent in thirty five minutes. You heard that right, 35 minutes. So what happens with the Find X with the fast charging? It actually has what they call a buy-sell design. So not buy and sell as in buying and selling with money. A buy-sell, B-I-C-E-L-L, so two-cell design. Two 1,700 batteries uh, instead of one fat 3,400 batteries. So it still adds up to 3,400 milliamp hours, but it does it with two 1,700 batteries. Very clever. And on top of that, 
that latest model, the supercharged model, will, ha- will be priced at twelve hundred ninety nine bucks, which is slightly more than the one thousand and ninety nine for the entry level Find X. But that's going to come with two fifty six gig of memory on board, plus eight gig of RAM. This has got a lot of grunt. This thing. Uh, the Find X, for those who can't remember, is the device that has the hidden camera. So when you need the camera, a little module rises elegantly out of the top of the of the phone. Or even if you want to use Face ID, it pops out, identifies you, and then goes back down again. It, it, it takes just a split second, would you believe? So very nicely done there by Oppo. But the Lamborghini edition which is the reason why we were tooling around the south coast in this amazing car today. Uh, and I thought, well, that's a tough day at the office. I've got to drive a Lamborghini around for a few hours. Sure, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, the Find X Lamborghini edition has that carbon fiber texture on the back. Also has the logo, of course, so has the same exotic look as the sports car. Uh, has a customized Lamborghini wallpaper, customized theme. Also, the user interface is Lamborghini as well. So if you're a fan of the brand or a fan of speed, worth a look. It also has that same speedy Super Vook charging, so 35-minute full charge. But it also has up the ante on the storage. Onboard storage, you get 512 gigabytes, would you believe? Massive. Uh, this also comes with a branded wall charger, so it's got the Lamborghini logo on that. It's also got a really high-quality cable, and as well as Lamborghini's wire-free earphones. So the Oppo earphones with the Lamborghini logo, it is a the sort of their version of the AirPods, uh, and, and really good, sound really great. So definitely worth a listen, those ones as well. Now, the Lamborghini edition, this is 1998 bucks, but you are getting a phone with 512 gig of memory, you're getting the Lamborghini, the fast charging with the Lamborghini branded charger. You're also getting those wire-free Lamborghini branded earphones as well, which sound great. So if you're an, a Lamborghini fan and uh, don't mind using the Oppo Find X, which is a fine phone. We have reviewed it on Tech Guide. It is a really nice device. All screen, because there's no need to make room for a camera. The device is all screen on the front has the highest screen-to-body ratio of any ph- camera on the market, any smartphone. So uh, a really big tick for Oppo there. The Oppo Find X Lamborghini Edition and Supercharging Edition, you want to read more about that and see these cool pictures. I took some really good pictures of the Oppo Find X Lamborghini Edition inside the Lamborghini. So if you want to check that out, if you're a bit of a car nut, as I am, then well worth checking out. You want to see that? It's at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And they've introduced Orbi, which gives you reliable, secure, and crazy fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home. That's right, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections, no more complaints. Just better Wi-Fi everywhere. Orbi reaches up to 370 square metres through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs, and doors. It's got a dedicated internet connection. It helps prevent buffering while streaming your favourite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximise the speed you're paying for. Orbi's sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. It gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. Answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. 
couple of quickies for you in the Tech Guide help desk. I had one question from a, a reader on email who was asking, can I have different Chromecasts on different TVs in the house? The answer to that is, of course you can. And the way you do that is that the different Chromecasts in the setup process, you give them different names. So you might say Chromecast lounge room, Chromecast bedroom, Chromecast office. That's up to you. And the the app is smart enough to distinguish between those different devices in those different areas. Because let's face it, you're not going to use the bedroom the bedroom Chromecast in the lounge room, are you? So the closest one, if you want to cast something, the closest one we've been made available to you. So yes, you can have several Chromecasts on different TVs uh, in, around in different rooms of the house. The other question I had was about password managers. Now we all, we all, we've all got passwords, and it's a pain in the butt trying to remember 28 different passwords. It's near impossible. You need to be a robot to do that. And one way of helping us do this is with a password manager. Two in particular I'll recommend, and a reader did ask me this question. There are two. There's one called LastPass, and there's another called Dashlane. They both pretty much work the same way. They work across multiple devices. So you install the app on your phone and on your tablet and on your computer, and you have one master password. And then it will then either create or manage your existing passwords or create a really strong password for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you want to need a password for, it'll not only create it, but store it. So any time and any device you're using and you need to get into that device, that app or that site or whatever it happens to be, the password will be remembered for you in this password manager's memory. Now, all this information is encrypted on their servers, so they're not, they don't know your passwords, only you do. So on the device, it'll remember what all your passwords are. It'll populate that little field if you come to a site where it's remembered. It remembers your old the password you put in. If you come back to it again, it'll remember it and put, pop it in there for you. And it'll come up with really strong, long passwords as well that you'll never remember. But all you have to remember is that the password manager will remember that. The only thing you've got to remember is your master password. You forget that, you're screwed, you've got to start again. Remember one password, and that will then allow the password manager to remember all of your passwords. We've written about both the uh, both about LastPass and about Dashlane. Both of those stories and reviews can be found at techguide.com.au. That is the end of our show for this week. You can read about everything that we've talked about, of course, at techguide.com.au. And we'd love to hear from you. And by, by, by hear from you, I mean we'd be happy for you to record a voice bite. Go to Tech Guide. There's a blue icon that asks, have you got a tech question? And there's a record button that will take you to a, a widget, a web widget on your browser. Sign in. If you're an existing voice bite user, you'll go straight to the recording screen. If you're not, you can sign in with Facebook, sign in with Twitter, or just give us an email and a password to create an account, and then you can ask away any question. Give me a little mini review if you want, a product you love, product you hate, comments you want to make, 
We'll play your voice on the podcast next to mine. And if you've got a question, I'll play your question in your voice. It'll be you talking, and then I'll chime in with the answer. If you want to go old school, you can still send us emails. We do still accept those. Info at techguide.com.au. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thanks for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 